Thanks very much for coming, Mr. Wanshi. It's I'm an honor for me here. to have you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I think you were telling me that you left. You have been around the country from one place to another just for you to get here. So where are you coming from? I've not moved a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a couple of things to do in the southwest. Okay. The southwest region of Cameroon. So uh, I had a recording session in Boya a few days ago. Then uh, I had to do a video shoot in Limbe yesterday. Okay, so something is going to come up some soon i think you send something like that on facebook yeah something is always cooking That's okay the thing. something is always cooking but we are doing some some finishing touches on on a few projects and through this huge announcements are coming up okay yeah so let's just stay tuned keep our ears on the ground and see what's up yeah and i've been thinking there's one question that has uh, kind of been bugging me and nagging me mm-hmm. and i thought you were the right person for me to ask this question too no. now when you think of this question of who runs the world I, I i've been thinking about this question who actually runs the world and i think there are four options that come to mind on the one hand i have the billionaires we always think of those with the money probably if you have all the money in the world you can run, run the world the second option are those with power and that would be let's say the president if you are using the united states like a some form of case study the third option will be those with the platforms yeah that's the technocrats those who own facebook twitter and all the other platforms and the last one will be those with the media the traditional media and that now will be all the different media channels crtv cnn and the rest so when you look at this list i don't really want to put those who own the wisdom universities i just want to end with the first four so you who runs the world and why First of all, when you said who runs the world, the first thing that popped in my mind was Beyonce. <laughs> I was like, Beyonce? Okay. No, she, she, does. She, she has a song. She said, who runs the world? So, But uh, on a serious note, I, I think that is, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is a very tricky question because who runs the world in what sense particularly? Because uh, who can actually like influence the path through which the world is going to lead to maybe maneuver if you think of how can we maybe if 
we want to change the course of humanity right now who in this list can make that happen so people feel like the media people can mm-hmm. due to constant information or disinformation they can lure people into behaving a certain way people think with money so i just wanted to get your opinion yeah i, I think i think the beautiful thing the, the beautiful thing about our planet is it's an ecosystem that is auto run like nobody in particular runs it but everybody has an active part that they play now how does each person's part affect the 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 affect evolution as a whole that is a whole other thing now if we if we are talking about the billionaires yeah we know money gets things done that's a fact but now knowledge that's where ideas come from you cannot execute what you've not envisaged there has to be a creative process and you cannot skip it so but i think people when you look at uh, what happened with ford yeah. like back then and they when the industrial revolution people just went and executed they didn't even need to think so let's even maybe take all of them individually where we talk of the billionaires those mm-hmm. with the money mm-hmm. how much power do they really have like can a billionaire step out we have seen people that were maybe even locked up we think of the richest man in china i think there was some time ago because of his opinions the government actually held him hostage and nobody knew his whereabout so you see at what point with all the money in the world you are not safe so now when you take people that are let's say the president Mm-hmm. We equally saw what happened with the president he was banned from every platform mm-hmm. meaning his power has limits people who own these platforms are kind of a little bit invisible so if you already look at these first two levels you're like okay the billionaire is down the president is down mm-hmm. the technocrats and the media now the media is actually no longer mainstream when you look at it in some yeah. sense so these platforms are what actually owns the world and if you want to disinform misinform or inform or let's say alter the course of of the world you can use these platforms the owners of these platforms can choose what is there they can maybe promote one or the platform someone maybe yeah. there's no going counter narrative yeah so for me i always thought that maybe there are these technocrats like zox like dorsey and the rest but i wanted to get your opinion and yeah yeah i, I think i think they are just playing their part they're playing their part i honestly believe that when we talk of who runs the world There are some people that we cannot even name them here because we do, we, are, we don't have access to such information. Yeah. Like trust me, if you ran the world mm-hmm. or if you were an active player in this process, would you want your name out there? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You would want to be behind the scenes and actually manipulate things. You cannot manipulate the process that you're a part of. You have to be outside then push buttons. So I honestly think if anybody at all is running the world or if a group of people are running the world yeah they are here they will, they'll probably listen to this podcast and they'll be like nice try yeah do, do you be, then do you believe in a simulation theory then that's a, <laughs> that would be the perfect example of the, what the, you're the, saying right okay first of all like there's this there's, there, there's this thing uh, the way uh, the way the way um, life has evolved yeah There was a time where gold used to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Gold was the thing. Everybody was trying to get gold. Then there was a time where the, like the industrial revolution, there was mineral mineral resources were the thing. Everybody was trying to control the source so that they can produce more. It was who runs the market. Mm-hmm. Then nowadays I think 
leverage information is leverage who knows what mm-hmm. now these these okay for example these are these are countries or uh, b- billionaires launching rockets uh, launching rockets into space yeah what is the whole idea who goes there first who who controls what in space first mm-hmm. and who can be able to charge who what for what they have colonized so it's always a rush as in who controls what is actually running things at the moment so to me what i don't think people run the world i think something runs the world there's always a concept mm-hmm. and now what runs the world is information who has it has more control who has control over the information exactly yeah or who can maybe and make you can, have information who can manipulate information can manipulate that information. is the thing that is the thing because there's a lot of information we're not privy to if we have this information we start thinking differently and technocrats billionaires they don't like masses that can think for themselves that has never been a thing it's terrible they need masses to be to be controllable they need to say okay this is the new thing mm-hmm. like tattoos on your face that's the new thing it's fashionable we validate it look at it's all over the media in china it's all over the media in japan it's all over the media in the united states that's the thing so i think who who can harness and redirect information that is who runs things now who are these people nobody knows yeah there might be some that we don't know and ourselves that we know or celebrities yeah we can guess because now maybe it takes me to the next question of celebrities and the role they play in society because yeah. in one one way you spoke of tattoos yeah. when there was a time when 50 cent maybe came out with this brand of uh, hats everybody started following his his trend then chris brown came with the modern one everyone followed the trend and you celebrities have one way of impacting culture where people want to be like you and they start to copy now you wear glasses many people might start wearing let's say glasses who are maybe not medical or not just no, because that, one shade does that, it that's a nice business idea i think <laughs> i'll start setting i'll start selling our glasses that's that's a good idea Look, I, i think like celebrities are are just the face of something that is way more intricate because when you say okay let's say 50 cent for example mm-hmm. don't forget that there is somebody who is investing on 50 cent mm-hmm. there is a whole board of directors that people who are sitting making hardcore business uh, business having hardcore business talks and okay this is 50 cent how do we brand him where do we market him what what age groups is he more likely to mm-hmm. penetrate like there are some super smart people who are just sitting there and pushing buttons to me those are the, those are the real game changers somehow we might never Ce- know them celebrities have influence that's it but celebrities are business people who are subject to a hierarchy too mm-hmm. who are sub- there's, there's a chain of events there's a chain of command yeah like except like celebrities who are already at that high level where they're independent they run things they own their own companies but some of us that are still just a very very dispensable part of a chain we we cannot claim that we wield any power but what we do have is an audience yeah now what what you share with your audience that is totally up to you that's totally up to you and talking of celebrities now i don't know if the way in the manner in which we treat celebrities nowadays this is how it has always been i feel like we are living in an era where everyone is obsessed with celebrities they are obsessed with what a celebrity wears what he eats what he does 
And even when you think of this whole notion of celebrities, right? I yeah. think I read this study where they were trying to segment it into three. We have those who are called uh, the ascribed celebrity. Those people who just, how would I call it, were born with it. You're born yeah. in a family of kings, therefore yeah. you're a prince. And that's one celebrity mm-hmm. status you've gotten to acquire just by virtue of the fact that you're born into that family. The second is more of achieved. And achieved will be someone who was a nobody. And because of his hard work, mm-hmm. be it the talent that he harnessed, has yeah. become something. Mm-hmm. And we know more of them into football, in artists, people like you, right? And then the last set now will be those steroid, steroid uh, kind of celebrities. Those who appear for a time, they boom, mm-hmm. and then later on they disappear. So yeah. they have that hard, uh, one-hit wonder, like those artists that had a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. and they could not, let's say, continue yeah. uh, over time. So now when you look at this particular notion and the obsession we have with celebrities, what is the celebrity eating? You even, there are magazines, let's say US Weekly, if I'm not mistaken, that like they are actually bent on, on, on following the lives of these celebrities. Of course. What John Travolta was, like how he puked in this party, mm-hmm. what he was wearing when he went to the garage. Yeah. And all of that, does it actually help society on the one hand? And the second question is, what role then do celebrities have? As I mentioned a few minutes ago, what celebrities do have is an audience. They have a lot of people who listen to them. And the the miraculous thing about your subconscious is you pick up patterns faster than you think. Like mm-hmm. if you have a celebrity that you like, for example, you have a musician, you love his voice, you love his songs, you automatically start picking up patterns. You're like, he always wears a turban. I think I like a turban. Because you start, your brain starts putting together things like if mm-hmm. I like this guy's music and I really like his voice I should like his turban I should I should like his sense of style yeah what is there not to like I already like his music so your subconscious will be like you know what let's wear turbans they are cool so now the obsession people have with celebrities is normal like it's in the definition of the word celebrity <laughs> You're famous. famous, You're famous. People, people admire you. People want to be. People want to be like you. What Mm -hmm. you're selling is, it's not only your talent, but it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a way. It's a way. It's it's a school of thought. You're selling a lot of things, and people that's want. That's for a select few. Yeah, it, it is for a select few. It actually is for almost it everybody. Should, it should be for all of them. Yeah. It, m- it must order. not be positive. Yeah. It must not be positive. Yeah. But now, who determines what is positive and what is negative? Because that discussion comes down to who you are as a person, what your moral values How are, you are what, your, what your culture is, etc. So, it it all it all boils down to it all boils down to what you think moral values values are or what they should be mm-hmm. now the 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 impact of celebrities it's huge it's huge it's it's huge <laughs> now it's huge because you see if you already have this power if you can wield attention mm-hmm. that means you can convince people you can move people to do something you can instigate action yeah you must not necessarily say but you can you know create some sparks and just let the fans do what they do it's like jungle justice when a hundred thousand people stand to perform that perform an act 
it's different mm -hmm. because how do you reconcile a hundred thousand different opinions? It becomes a force you cannot even play with. Yeah. Because before you start reasoning one of them, the other one is an impatient person. Mm -hmm. So what celebrities actually what celebrities have is an audience and that is a lot of power. If wielded correctly, it yields very beautiful fruits. Mm -hmm. Now Society is not only obsessed with celebrities in, 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 in a positive way. I think you've been hearing about cancel culture too. Yeah. Like, just because people are obsessed with what you do right doesn't mean they are not equally obsessed with what you do wrong. Wrong, yeah. Because they're like, what? I will what? not even say wrong, but what goes counter to their... Yeah, it's narrative. not even wrong. Yeah, it it goes back what to what I was saying. Their values. Yes, it just, it, just, it, just yeah. it just has to be contrary to what they think. Yeah. Now, it's a whole trend where you see a minority demanding that somebody be cancelled because mm -hmm. of something he said that they don't agree, agree with. with yeah. I don't even think that is how the world should work. Like, you're a minority. Even <laughs> I'm not a fan of politics, but even politics knows that minorities don't work. Mm -hmm. That is not how the world works. So, now you see fans rooting for a celebrity to be cancelled. Like recently, what was what's happening with Dave Chappelle? The Dave comedian Chappelle, yeah. fans are trying to get him cancelled, and I'm like, why? If we live in a world where you cannot express yourself, what what what, what is the need? That is abuse to freedom of speech to begin with, which is one of their fundamental rights. Yes, because if you think you have the right to get me cancelled, then what makes you think I don't have the right to say what I think about you? Like is this like does this fight ever end? Yeah, this fight does not even end. So I'm like, it's it's a very, and we let's not forget that we're dealing with creatives here, and creatives are very emotional people. That's why most of the times you're like, oh, this creative committed suicide, died of depression. It's because you cannot think, no matter how tough your skin is, it gets to you at some point, because you're sitting in your house, there are millions of people in their houses seeing how bad they think you are. Hmm. Well, you did place yourself there, but that, you, you, that stuff. You seem to be some form of, uh, I heard that you're a very disagreeable person. Oh, really? Yeah, and be, by virtue of the fact that you're disagreeable, it means you hardly ever care what you're, you don't really value that. I don't think, like I want to use the word value, but your first orientation is not to seek for social approval. So when you think of something, you do it. And even if the approval of your peers, you get their disapproval, you still go ahead and do it. Now you're saying uh, that things get you get hurt, mm -hmm. your feelings get hurt when people are actually against you. Now, as someone who is disagreeable, is that something that you feel if people are kind of like against you? First of all, I honestly don't think I'm disagreeable. <laughs> I think I'm very nice, very very nice. And now, if you if if you're creative and you want to be a public figure, you want people to listen to what you create there's this amount of thick skin that you have to you, you have to develop because people will come at you from every direction mm -hmm. and most times it's not that they hate you they just have an opinion that you have to respect because yeah. somebody will come and tell you that i think this song song is very ugly mm -hmm. and you'll be like oh how can you even say this i think it's not ugly and the person will be like that's me that's what i think i think it's ugly it's correct they think it's ugly. You think it's not cool. Let those who think it's nice listen to, uh, it. Listen to it. 
Now, the only thing I can do is, okay, next song, I'll try something else. I'll explore because it's, it's, it's a process. I have to, I have to evolve too. I have to evolve. Like the, the, the biggest artists in the world have haters too. There's some people the highest who, number of haters. Of course. By virtue of the fact that if you have one million people who listen to you. Yep. You probably have like two million who don't like you. Ten percent like, is definitely oh, not going to like you. Like this guy again. No, we don't want this guy. So to me, it's like I have this idea I want to present. Mm-hmm. This is how I want to present it. I'll be very happy if you love it. I'll probably be a little bit sad if you don't love it. But I'll keep doing this because I love it. Yeah. And it's more it's 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 me. I've chosen to put my life out there because in these songs that we drop or anything a creative does, there's 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 a lot of truth. When you see somebody painting, you're it's like you're you're getting naked in front of a thousand people and letting them see that, oh, he has a chubby stomach. Oh, look at him, his feet are weird. Like what's up with the short with the, with the, with the short toes? So but now you just have to be ready for that and make sure you focus on what is what and it's grow present your talent uh, run your business mm-hmm. appreciate the fans that you do have mm, learn what you can from those who don't appreciate your craft yeah ignore those who just want to hate on your craft make sure you ignore them because your 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 mind is uh, you, what you're playing with you're placing yourself in the line of fire so you have to be careful too yeah but now when you think of we are social creatures we like to please as many people as possible now Kelly Kerry Kelly Kerry I think it's Kelly Kerry right he wrote this article on the 1000 true fans Mm -hmm. and what he was basically saying with the article on 1000 true fans is as an artist you can survive with just 1000 true fans facts and Fans, there are fans and there are true fans. The fans are maybe like someone who just say, oh, I like this guy, but he cannot actually purchase if you launch something. Yep. The true fan is that one that will buy your... Back then when he wrote that actual one, he had CDs. He yeah. buy the, let's see if it's in the book business, the mm. hardcover, the softcover. If you say you have a speaking engagement somewhere, yep. he's going to attend. And mm-hmm. while coming, he's going to bring people along. So what he was trying to get at was, as a business person, people go, they want to, to like just attain the masses. You, you're aiming for the Kardashians. But in reality, what you need to think of is who who are the first 10 that I can start with and the first 100 and the first 1,000. And if you have 1,000 people and you sell just a product of 1,000 to them, yeah. imagine 100 people, uh, 1,000 people purchasing something of 1,000. I think that's a million. Yeah. And what he was trying to say in the American currency, that's enough for you to live on. Of course. So 1,000 true fans. But people don't limit themselves to that 1,000 true fans. What we see is people trying to convince the haters and maybe let's maybe uh, define these words a little bit. Now there is the fanboy and there's the hater. The fanboy is, and for me both are not like good eh, in one sense. The fanboy is a person who likes everything you do because you're the one who does it. Yep. Right. And the hater is the person who hates everything you do because you're the one who did it. So he hates you yeah. and not the yeah. art. And he does not dissociate the artist from the art. Right. And now when you think of this whole thing of 1,000 true fans. And also, being a celebrity, if I may add, I heard these celebrities, there was this documentary on celebrities complaining because once you become, they were comparing it to something, this has an American name, something like cheese, where when you take the first bite, it's good. But the more you take it, 
at one point it becomes like it, it, it becomes nocive for mm-hmm. your health mm-hmm. right so everybody will tell you at the beginning phase i enjoy i enjoy moving mm-hmm. out and having people like uh, come and try to get autographs. pictures with you yes but at a certain point it becomes bad because now yeah. and every celebrity somehow has a stalker imagine yeah. being someone who is just ordinary and someone stalks you but as a celebrity imagine 10 stalkers who don't let you sleep they are just yeah. after you that's something that some people don't actually like live with and some even commit suicide of course to the age 27 was a terrible age in the celebrity uh, mm-hmm. movement because we were like almost all celebrities commit suicide at the age of 27 mm-hmm. what is it about that number right and they realized it was more of quarter life crisis we yeah. were able to feed it's a thing it's a thing and now over now as a celebrity do you consider yourself a celebrity or a niche celebrity are you niche famous or are you generally famous i don't i don't i don't know about any of that. i think i think i'm some dude who does some dude who raps and who loves doing what the he does the producer is shouting you're famous oh, really? <laughs> I think you you'll be modest <laughs> to say you are you know, being very modest. No. I I, I it's it's quite relative to me because that is not really that is not my my music is actually me trying to communicate mm-hmm. with people who are trying to listen. That is just me. I'm I'm not re- I'm not really trying to to be everybody's favorite anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be as one share as possible. As one share as possible. Are you the share is the name of it's a title. Are it you the will, son of It was my father's title. Okay, your dad was a share. Yeah, so when he passed Akanda, can I say I stole it? You didn't inherit it. You dad, I'm it. sorry, I stole it. You stole his title. He, he knows, he knows, but <laughs> it's it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, he'll be happy to he, give it to I, you. I think so. I, I think he's proud enough. But do you honor the title because I think with great titles come great responsibilities. Yeah. my whole um okay now i'm work i'm work i'm working with, i'm in a, i'm in a partnership with some very weird people okay. like my team okay they're based in sweden in stockholm very weird people so our business model is very it's a very innovative one should i even say innovative it's a very different one okay like it's 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 based on this traditional jangi like a drop today everybody drops so that you get money to solve your issue or whatever it is you want to do with it, with money mm-hmm. then you drop too so that when i have an issue i, I get money and i solve it mm. so it's i help you you help me yeah that is how that's what a business model looks like and it it, it all stems from the whole one shay tribal leader thing like we are trying to have a business model where nobody feels like a prey and nobody feels like a predator everybody is putting in the effort to make sure that a dream works and the idea of this dream is not for us to live a lavish life it's for us to be able to give back as much as we can and i think i think that falls in line with the whole shay idea because you no know, even if it's like a real life title mm-hmm. or not but when you make up your mind to be at the forefront of whatsoever movement there are responsibilities that come with that mm-hmm. that means you have to make sure everybody around you eats before you eat because yeah. that is what you do you're not some form of messiah that's wrong but you're just trying to 
let people know that if all of us are ready to sacrifice for each other, everybody wins. That is actually how everybody wins. Like, I, I once watched, there's this interview I watched, um, Jay-Z was being interviewed, and they, yeah. asked, and they asked him what he thought about Kanye West. Jay-Z said in, in, in Maasai tri- tribes, uh, when they're moving from one location to another, there's always one person sent in front mm-hmm. to go climb the mountains and scout yeah. and peep and see. If that person reaches up there and he gets shot at with spears, he runs back and tells the people that, look, we cannot go up here. Let's go this way. Yeah. But if the person reaches up there and sees a valley with water, trees, everything, he will now tell his back on his people, let's yeah. go. This looks nice. Jesus said Kanye West is that person in his generation yeah. because he's that one artist who is not afraid to say what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, when he wants to say it. I know a lot of people disagree with the whole Kanye West character, but to me, you cannot... You, you cannot ignore innovation because we 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 have we have been forced to to think like to follow patterns that mm-hmm. becomes problematic because when somebody starts thinking differently we are like no that is wrong you mm-hmm. should think like us but yeah. why if everybody thought alike there will be no inventors group think mm-hmm. which is terrible so to me a whole a whole idea is present our fans with this not as our fans our supporters our family with this way of looking at things starting with our business model not just what we say in the music mm-hmm. so what we are selling or what we are proposing is a new way of doing everything okay that is actually what we're proposing so this just stems from the whole tribal leader she idea yeah yeah and you consider yourself the stubborn boy if i'm mm, not mistaken sort of you want to say you want to say it on air that now, you're the stubborn guy yeah, now that you mentioned it <laughs> my, my manager he's actually sitting here now mm-hmm. <laughs> he keeps saying i'm like one, which is very true yeah because issue with aligning i like understanding the whys of everything mm-hmm. you cannot just say when she come sit here i always be like Okay, mm-hmm. why? Why? I was thinking I should sit this way. It, it, it looks more comfortable this way. Yeah. But if you tell me that, look, I want you to sit this way because, look, there's there's food for you here. I'll be like, you should have said these things. <laughs> you should have started with this. Yeah. So, when I say stubborn, it's it's not really like I'm recalcitrant in every way. I'm trying to defy. or No, not really that. It's just I like to know whatever I am involved in. Yeah, then that justifies uh, that description of you like a disagreeable person. Maybe when you get the word disagreeable, you look at it in a pejorative sense. Mm-hmm. You think of it in a pejorative sense, right? But it's not. Because when you think of great entrepreneurs, yeah, every human being has five personalities. Mm-hmm. If, we are thinking, if we are talking about a big five model. Yeah. Right? And in a big five model, they were able to like go through uh, in a professional basis to say, okay, profession by profession, mm-hmm. what are those uh, personality traits that you need to be able to, let's say, thrive as an entrepreneur yeah. or any other field? And what they saw with entrepreneurship was as an entrepreneur, you need three of the five. Mm-hmm. Okay, the five are openness, conscientiousness, extraversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Now, those you need to thrive as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. we have the first, which is openness. Mm-hmm. And openness is trait creativity. 
The next is conscientiousness. Conscientiousness is more of discipline. So you are the creative type who imagines <coughs> powerful ideas. But just imagining is one step. The next yeah. step is executing it. Of course. Because if you go to Kennedy or you go to some of these places, Hollywood even, people say Los Angeles is yeah. the home of broken dreams. Mm-hmm. You see creative people who had creative dreams but were yeah. not simply like conscientious enough mm-hmm. to execute it. Mm-hmm. But now just those two are good. But the last piece is disagreeableness. Great entrepreneurs are equally very disagreeable. Of course. And they are disagreeable in the sense that they don't seek the approval. If you're thinking of something great, the majority, the probability that almost everybody you know will definitely be against it. So what makes great entrepreneurs great is not that they come with ideas that are radically, uh, yeah. uh, how will I say it, everybody will totally disagree. Mm-hmm. But the high majority or a good number of people that they know are like, no, this is crazy. Yeah. Don't do it. And now that disagreeable part of them is like, well, I'm going to prove to you guys that it's not. Mm-hmm. And he's able to do it. So when I think of you like that stubborn boy, I'm like, okay, this is that guy who sometimes has some ideas. I'm not, I don't think your team agrees with everything you do. They but there are maybe times you they had don't. an idea and you explored it and it paid off in the end. Yeah. Right. Well, so that's the entrepreneur. It's actually a good, I actually have a very good example. Like, okay. Um, when there's this song I dropped, it's called Andy Rufa. A couple of years ago, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when I dropped, when I well, oh, let me, let me, let me even take it from the start. I went to a DJ Cliff's house mm-hmm. in Dollar to his studio. Sorry, um, he was playing instrumentals for me. So he played this particular. He played this like a skeleton. It was just a few instruments. There was a kick, a couple of snares, some claps, and he said, "Oh, I wanted to give this instrumental to somebody else, and the person did not like it. Mm-hmm. What do you think?" I was like. Uh, it sounds pretty cliche. DJ Cliff, the one who produces Penyotina? Yes, yes. Okay. Good friend of mine. So, he, so I was like, yeah, I, I get why. It sounds pretty cliche, but I think it, it, we could do something to this. Mm-hmm. So he was like, ah, what, whatever idea you have. So I said, okay, let's get together some traditional instruments. Because if you want to sell a traditional song, it has to sound like a traditional song. I cannot fake it. You mm-hmm. need somebody to actually come and play this drum. Okay. If you if you, have, if you need live shakers, you need somebody who can play. Somebody come and shake, 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 shake. So it's 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 a it's it's a thing. So we talked, we talked. When we did this song, I played this song to at least ten people. Okay. The Andy River. Yes. And everybody was like, "Dude, no, this is a terrible song." Right. This song from start to end, it's in Lamso. Like we don't want this. This cannot work. Is it only Lamso? Some of your fans said there might be some come in it or something. Can be. I, I don't uh, know. No, truth is, I borrow. I borrow okay. words a lot. All right. I borrow words a lot. But in Andify in particular, I don't think the word Andify actually. It's not even a Lamso word. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a slang. It's a slang that. So men appropriated and it became a thing. It's actually Alikafa. That's mm. the original one. I've, it's actually that. So Andifa was a, that's how we say it. So it was more of a hip way of saying that. That is how uh, that 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 was my own rendition. Yeah. The whole thing. So back to the story. I I played it to ten people. Nobody liked it. And when I say nobody liked it, I mean they hated it. Yeah. They were like, yeah, the instrumental is pretty interesting, but this is not a good song. It's not a good song. I listened to it again. I was like, 
I, I think it is. I think it's a good song. So I was like, I'm going to run with this. I went and met um, amongst these 10 people, like seven of them were media people. Okay. Media people. This detail is important for the story. They're like media people. So, and I went and met Gerardico. He's a video director, Guevara. I played him the song. He listened to it over and over again. He was like, I'm trying to hear why you think this is a good song. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, but if you don't hear it, you cannot hear it. But I honestly think this song can help me a lot. It was like, Anyway, I must not shoot it based on what I think about the song. I can shoot it based on what I think, what you think on the think of the song. Mm-hmm. And if you have the right amount of energy, both of us can harness it and push this song further. So we discussed. Two days later, we organized the video. When we were shooting the video, before Jiradigo came on set, I had I had already built up a set. Yeah. He had already told me that okay, we had discussed and he was like, this is what I want our set to look like. I mm-hmm. had already, like that morning, I swept the space myself. By the time he, he, he came on set, he just came with his equipment, we set them up, we talked, we talked, we talked, and we started shooting. Mm-hmm. And I told him that I don't want this to be a typical video shoot. I just want it to be like, we are having fun. We are going to get some palm wine, get some good karty karty <laughs> invite people and just have fun yeah if we can if we can get some good images while doing this mm-hmm. we'll do that but the, the focus of this is not to get a video for Andy Rifa is to get it's just for us to have fun mm-hmm. let's be as explorative as possible let's be creative but let's if a video is what we get at the end fine but if what we get at the end is very happy drunk tall people Fine, fine mm, still. Yeah. Or if we get a very happy Cartier, perfect. We shot the video at the end. We did, we get, we got all three. A happy Cartier, very happy to all people. Shop, yeah. And a very good video. Good. So we, 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 we worked on that. We went to the studio, to his studio. We cut the video together. Like we slept on the floor for like okay. four days. We cut the video together, color graded it. And he gave it to me. Went back to the house. Few days later, I dropped the song, and this song took off. Like zero promo, this song took off. Like screen game, zero promo. Took off. Facts. <laughs> the song took off. People were like, Ooh, "What is this? What is this? What is it?" Because everybody was like, "Everybody knows I'm like this rapper who loves rapping in English and all the rest." Yeah. So everybody, everybody was a little bit taken aback. Like, "What is this? What is this?" So I got a couple of very interesting calls made very interesting partners very interesting fans and now i started getting a lot of attention so that particular year was a very busy year for me and that was going to be like the founding block for my entire career mm-hmm. i've been getting some form of attention but this this did not make people think that i was some superstar but it did have people realizing that whatever it is i do is different that it's just my thing. At times, I find it very difficult to like place myself as an artist. I, I don't know if I, say, I should say I'm like a rapper. Yeah. I'm like, I just I just have fun with what I with whatever it is that I'm doing. So that that helped me a lot. I got new friends. Like I got Japanese people writing me. 
like uh, we, we were in an African club and they played your song and this is pretty interesting. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. okay. And they were like, what does Andy Farr mean? I was like, <laughs> I, I can't really say, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. So that worked out really well for me. And that's why I think it's a, it's a very good example. It's yeah. a very good example. Yeah. But this, yeah. Because this was a vision that I saw. I listened to the song and I saw something. I have songs that I failed too. I have songs that I believe okay, in. Okay, you did. You follow the oh same process. Oh my I follow the same process. I'm like, mm, my, <laughs> I have my gut feeling telling me that this is it. Oh, and it's not it. it does not work. Terrible. Like at the end of the day, you I have songs that I've recorded, shot a video, and realized that they are terrible. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not dropping this video. Really? Yeah. It at happens. the end of the process. At the end of the process, because one thing you have to be as a creative is you have to welcome auto critique. You have yeah. to be able to stand in front of a mirror, look at yourself, and say that this is terrible. Like and compare it and like, okay, what is a good reference track? Compare yeah. it and you, and you you be like, the quality the quality is way off. This this is not good. Mm-hmm. Same as you have to listen to something and be like. You know what? I don't care about logic. I don't care what people think. I'm going to put this out. If three people like it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. At least I've gotten three new fans. It's okay. So that's that's my process. That's like my process. And mm-hmm. that's the entirety of my process. So I just try to keep it very organic. Well, so if you're listening to us, you're on Cities Radio FM 99.3, and this is the Untold. The Untold is the only program that explores the hidden side of everything from ideas, strategies, events, and stories. And on today's episode, we're having the one, the only, the brand himself, Mr. Wanshi. And if you have been listening to us, make sure you follow us. Like If you have been listening to us on Facebook, drop a comment. If you're listening to us, you can participate on the program by calling the numbers that will be read soon enough. So now we want to take a little musical break, just time for us to present to you the Andy Rifar so you can enjoy it by yourself, wherever you are. Uh-huh. One say. Buy one thing once, as I ain't no different, yeah. Huh. And there And there And there Oh, 
Zaba karini Kinyoke uyiveke Uloji umevesi Uyiko iti ya wallengon Bavansi ya brainsley Mamidra shongbasho Waniku shongboko Mbavsi na dranko Mwayen kwa dago Father sweetie drag by Pastor G drag by Ngashif sweetie drag by Taliman kai walai Matim kowo Matim kowo wanshe Matim kowo Matim kowo wate Yirwa ni dranga asla Ayong di drag takila Wan jowo takija Ayong di drag shakila Wan vya mom 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 Beya you are the daddy Mwif kim gwivin gwiv gwivin Mom dry ya bati Wan vya mom 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 Kulomin you are daddy Welcome back. And we have one Shay on the studio. Thanks very much for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. You said you grew up with your grandma. Yeah, most of the time. And you equally said you are a stubborn guy, as you just described. Now, is it because you grew up with her and she was pampering you? She was not, or was she the strict type? So, where did you get to express this? Your anyway, you said it's a kind of ethical stubbornness. But was it because grandma always left you to do whatever you wanted? That way you got in the midst of other adults who were maybe not grandma's age. You were like, mm-hmm. what gives you guys the right to talk to me? My grandma approves <laughs> of this. <laughs> not really. Not really. I think it's like the contrary, actually. My grandmom is like, <laughs> like you know, like OG Catholic Christians. Like okay. OG, like the original Catholic Christians. Yeah. My, my grandmom does not play. My mom too. So I grew up in a very strict, I actually grew up in a very strict setting. Mm-hmm. And, me, me, me being kind, kind, uh, kind, I don't want to say stop, like kind, like a little bit a little stubborn, bit. Ju- just means I like, I like thinking for myself. Okay. I, I don't like when people force feed me ideas. I like having to understand things because mm-hmm. the goal for me is to learn. Mm-hmm and see reason in whatever I am involved in. Okay. Because I don't want you to come tell me something and I have to wait for you to explain it to me. When you tell me, I immediately ask, oh, nice, cool. It's more of curiosity. Mm -hmm. I want to learn. So if I realize that whatever it is you're telling me doesn't carry a lesson, it's completely irrelevant to me. I don't want to know. I don't. You can in 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 your existence as a human being, you can learn just so much. So it's it's like director writing when we're in form five. Mm-hmm. Keep the irrelevant material and pick relevant material. Yeah. So that is it for me. Yeah. What what is what I find interesting? I have to understand it in mm-hmm. case I have to reproduce it. In case I have to say it to somebody else. Yeah. So. 
if you're telling me something, at least break it down. So that if I turn around and I want to tell somebody, I'll be able to break it down. Like, I like understanding processes. Processes. Results are interesting. Yeah. But processes, process. that, is, that is where the real fun is for me. The processes, that's, that's, that's where the, the magic is. You need to trust the process. You absolutely have to. That's important. Talking of the process, what is your creative process? I think every artist has his or her own uh, unique creative process. When you think of what is your creative process? I actually don't have a creative process. You don't have any creative process? If I can call this a process, it's not even a process because I am always... Since I said I'm a very curious person, Okay. I am always creating where do your ideas come from let's start from the idea phase have zero idea <laughs> you write music right you i do have to i do but of course we of, 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 of course like mm-hmm. the the obvious the obvious source is experience experience that's that's very obvious like you pick up things every day okay. you pick up things every day here and there so experience that's an obvious source then uh, influences too you talk to people every day. They share their stories with you. At times, an artist is singing and talking, about, and in the song, he's mentioning a story. It's not necessarily their story, but it's the, it's the, it's a story that they heard, and it inspired them to write something. So now they embody the story and they present it to the world. If they believe that the story maybe has a lesson or the story has potential to to become something. Mm-hmm. So my creative process is just me being myself at all times, being as curious as possible, listening, exchanging with people. I talk a lot, okay. so I exchange a lot. So yeah. I'm always trying to, I'm, and luckily enough for me, I always find myself in rooms where everybody is way smarter than I am. Great, you're never the smartest in the room. It's not even possible. Hmm. It's not even possible because I'm 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 I have a thing for for knowledge. Okay. I'm always trying to be in a place where I will be hearing things that I've never heard before. Hmm. Even if I'm watching TV, I'm always trying to like my thing is national geography. Animals have crazy patterns. You cannot even imagine. Animals have crazy patterns. So I'm always just trying to understand other processes. Because a creative process, it, it's it's not a tangible thing. It's not a tangible thing because creativity is it's not a thing. It's because, not a thing. Yeah. yeah because it's not determined. It's not defined by some set of rules, like a, a painter and a rapper. Those are two very creative people, mm-hmm. but they don't have a set of rules that they follow. So there is nothing same as throwing a. a, 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 a a graphic designer in there, there are no rules. These guys just take their own experiences and what they think the result should be like mm-hmm. and they create based on that. So to me, it's just talk to people. Mm, there are some skills that you need, obviously. If you have to be a rapper, you have to learn how to rhyme, which is very important. It's poetry. Mm-hmm. You, you have to learn how to rhyme. Now, to me, this is just skills. This is just skills. You can have the skills, but you don't have the inspiration. But you don't have the. You're not. You're not saying anything in particular. You can rap about anything. 
and you yeah. still make and you still sound like rap, but it becomes part of culture when it is saying something very, very clear. It might not be pertinent, but it's clear. Like you hear a story, it might not be an inspiring one, but there's a story, there's a plot, there's a subplot, there's there's an introduction, there's a climax, there's a there's there's a, there's a, there's a denouement. There's it's a process, so you have to be able to create the story. That's that's that that's just it. and for me that those are just skills. But the real creative process is you sitting and you're like, hmm, I see. What if this song I structured it in a way that starts with a solo guitar instead of an intro? Then the intro comes at the end rather. I've seen somebody give a speech. I think was it Nelson Mandela? I keep forgetting, but the speech he came out on stage, greeted nobody, mm-hmm. talked, 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 and after then then after after a couple of minutes he was like oh by the way my name is this 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 and i'm happy to be here as i was saying that is that is that is very clean that is very slick Mm -hmm. that is style because now a lot of people will be like oh we thought you 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 forgot to greet us but you didn't it was actually a move Mm -hmm. that is nice same as I watched the movie, there was this guy who was a very good orator. He talks well, but he came to high school to give a speech. But he started, came on stage, he was like, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is this. I'll be talking to you today about this. Aha! If that is how I gave you the speech, you would think it's boring. That is not actually how I talk. This is how I talk. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's genius because it's just you doing simple things in a very creative way. Yeah. And that is creativity. Like, what are these people not expecting? I know what they're expecting. What are they not expecting? Mm-hmm. To me, that is that is actually the the beauty of the creative process. Now there are two models. Yeah. Usually, when you think of uh, people in this artist artistry, like people in the in that live the lifestyle that you live, they need to write sometimes yeah. and imagine how they are going to structure the whole thing. Yeah. Now, especially when it comes to writing your music. Do you consider yourself more of the carpenter or someone who ascribes to the carpenter model or the gardener model? Let me describe the two. Now, the gardener model is that kind of person who wakes up, believes in the muse, right? He waits for the inspiration, and when he's inspired, be it through his past or whatever, then he mm-hmm. writes down something original. Yeah. Now, the carpenter, like the name indicates, is that kind of person who needs the chair, he needs the wood, he needs the nails. So yeah. he needs to like interview people, talk to as many people as possible, collect like some people will do documentaries yeah he needs to collect as many stories as possible once he has it all he has to do is just cut out the irrelevant parts and then now he does something which he cannot he could not do were he alone in that universe yeah now do you think of yourself as the carpenter or the or the garden i don't want you to say both i think it's both but where do you tilt <laughs> more towards <laughs> why are you making this difficult for me <laughs> i was about to say a little bit of both but I think I'm more of like uh, I think like the gardener type mm. because I spend a lot of time just doing nothing. As in when it comes to music, I spend mm. a lot of time doing nothing as in not even writing. I spend a lot of time just like hmm, okay, I see. Just observing. observing yeah observing, looking at people being themselves, going to 
market settings, pretending that I want to buy a thing, even though I end up buying a lot of things. But that's not the goal. I just want to exchange with people. And first of all, as as a rapper, you're a wordsmith. Mm. You sell people words. So you have to put place yourself yourself in settings where you, you learn new words. Mm. And yeah. if you want to be a rapper who sells context, you have to be able to speak like the people you're trying to recreate in your music. If you want to speak, if you want to sell a song that speaks of uh, Mokolo, mm-hmm. I'm expecting to hear you mention Debalage, say GPS, Gales Juge. I want to hear something that sounds like the reality of that particular Someone place. Somebody from Mokolo should yes. identify himself. Of course. Mm-hmm. Somebody from Mokolo will be like, ah, c'est vrai. Mm-hmm. This, dude, this, dude, this dude has been here before. Yeah. So, uh, so most times I try to just place myself in different settings. And it must not be physical. It must not be physical. Like, now that we're having this conversation, you have already mentioned things that I'm going to look up later. Okay. And I am looking up to try to understand what your setting is like. Like, oh, so these are the type of questions that this guy asks people every day. Simulation theory. and mm-hmm. So, I know, that is me trying to get your context. One day you hear me dropping a song and you hear somewhere I'm mentioning some, something that comes from you. And that's because I was, try, I was paying attention to what you're saying. Okay. That is how I work. Now, when I think I have a solid idea, I, may, I, I write it down. I write it down. I'm like, okay, yeah, this this sounds solid. Most times it's not solid. <laughs> Most times it's it's a thing. You just write it down, and I write very weirdly. At times I'm saying, oh, I have a nice idea for a song, and it's just one line that I have. One line. My key hold and a gas bottle. Okay, cool. That's all I have. Someday I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. I could get another line. You add one line, and it becomes a song. There are songs that I can write for two months. There are songs that I can write in 30 minutes. It just depends on how the information presents itself. There's this uh, author, J.K. Rowling, the one who wrote Harry Potter. Cancelled. She said, "Mm, Harry Potter, that the whole Harry Potter sequel strode into her head. Like she was just around, that she was just minding her business, and the whole Harry Potter sequel, like the whole story, story from start to end. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, I'm oh. a geek hard on Harry Potter. Mm. So it was like the whole thing just walked into her head from Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone to Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince Part 2. So, like, the whole idea came into her head, and she just started writing. And this woman, she was destitute, no money, no job, mm-hmm. nothing. She tried getting like three publishers to publish the books, and they was like, and they were like, not worth magic. It. What? What? What are you trying to do? But when she did get it published, boom, took off. Now she's major, billionaire. Now she's major due to writing. Exactly. So I think, I think most creatives work like this. Like the ideas, some ideas come fully fleshed. Like, it's everything. Like, you get the intro, you already know that, okay, if I want to feature somebody, I already know whose voice I want on this song. You already even know how you want to deliver on the song. Yeah. But there are some ideas that they will come, like, for the next one year. Okay. Today you get half a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. It's just 
thing. Meanwhile, others, you just get the whole thing. Others, you just get the whole thing. Now, let's take, let's say something like Chop Chair. Yeah. Chop Chair, was it the one that everything just, divine revelation, you had everything at once? Yeah. it was bit by bit. Yeah, this, is a, this is a nice example. I'm suspecting you. <laughs> Looks like you've been doing a lot of digging. I mean, this, this, is, this is a really good example because okay. uh, I, was, I, was, I was traveling from Yaoundé to, to Bamenda with a friend of mine, uh, King Lloyd. So we're in his car. I had a terrible phone. So the battery died after like one hour. Mm-hmm. We're still we're still somewhere around we're still somewhere around Boom mm-hmm. Now this idea came into my I was like, oh, I want to write this song called Chop Chair. I want a song called Chop Chair. So I was like, oh, that could be a nice song, Chop Chair, Chop Chair. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but first of all, I would like it to have African undertones, like some sampled voices, some women shouting. So I was like, oh, they'll be shouting, oh, chop chair, chop chair. Then I can rap on that. Mm-hmm. But I kept saying, oh, chop chair, chop chair. But it sounded too made up, too yeah. ready made. So I was like, what if I twist it? What if I just pronounce it in whatever way I want? Mm-hmm. After all, it's my idea. I'm allowed to be flexible with it. So I was like, I started saying, oh, Njochi, Njochi. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, actually, mm-hmm. but it sounded oh, better. So it's actually, oh, Chopchi, Chopchi. Okay. But I was like, nah, it should be like, oh, Njochi, wow. And that is actually a thing with creatives, too. You are allowed to create your own logic. Yeah. It must not be. It has nothing to do with the dialect. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> wow. It has nothing to do with anything. So I was just like, oh, Njochi. So mm. I asked King Lloyd for his phone, and I sent myself a voice note. Mm-hmm. On WhatsApp, well, I was just saying, oh, Joche, Then I sent another one thing. Then the next one was like, most times I actually get instruments in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the next one was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sent another one. Then I was like, yeah, bam, bam, pa, 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 bam, 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 pa, 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 bam, bam, bam. And that is how before we reached Kumba, because we took the we took the southwest route. Yeah. We had to stop in Kumba. Mm-hmm. Before we reached Kumba, I had sent the entire song to my phone, to okay. my WhatsApp, through King Lloyd's phone. Okay. So when I reached Bameda now, I just listened to the voice notes and I forwarded the voice notes to my producer, Ion Beats. I told him that listen to this progressively and just recreate this instrumental. Wow, wow, And wow. he used the same voice note where I was saying, oh, Njochi, mm-hmm. that's the same voice note he sampled. Mm-hmm. He used the, the original same thing. thing yes. with the phone. We tried recreating it, but it just had this noisy vibe. Things were in the car. They were. He was like, no, he wants just that. Yeah. That is actually how we created the song. It, it was a pretty interesting song. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty interesting song. And still on this job chair thing, okay, you say you forwarded yourself now. Sometimes you have ideas. Yeah. And how many of these ideas uh, get to be published? Like, let's say 100% of them. Mm-hmm. Is it that almost 60% of them that come up like this, you turn them into music or there are some that you have shelved? You shelved, you actually said, okay, this would be a great idea. Yeah. You shelved and you never got back to or some after listening to it you're like not good enough and you deleted mm-hmm. so that was my first question like how many of these actually turn into music or this is the only one as of now and now the editing process that's the idea the ideation process mm-hmm. right 
how long does this editing process take uh, process take is it like forever or when the idea has been put on paper like all the other things are just like variables there or i don't know if i'm actually putting these things well in words i think i think i, I think okay. I, I get the point maybe start with the first one so we'll yeah see. um I would like, okay, personally, if I get um, 25 ideas, mm-hmm. probably like two of them end up becoming songs. The other 23 are rubbish, absolute rubbish. Yeah. You listen to them later on and you're like, wonderful thing. What the hell is this? What was I even thinking? They sound like nothing. And they sound so bad. <laughs> that's, and that's the thing people, people don't, don't get to, to experience because... We spend a lot of time having very terrible ideas. Very, very terrible ideas that you listen to them and you make sure nobody hears this. I have songs that I've recorded and told the producer that please delete this on the entire song. Let nobody ever hear this. Maybe before you continue, mm-hmm. I think there is this writer, Isaac Azimos. Mm-hmm. And what he said was every day when he gets up, he has to write. Mm-hmm. Because any true creative person is someone who has one th- he has a lot of bad ideas, mm-hmm. but he just gets to see the good one. Yeah. And you actually testify that, that yeah. that's the case. Even that's how it works. Okay. That's how it works. I might not necessarily write anything down, mm-hmm. but I, pr- I run a lot of ideas in my head. Okay. Like attempts are I'm just like I'm like, nah, hey, this sounds like a Kendrick Lamar song. Ah, terrible. Then and most times you realize that you get a lot of ideas that sound like things you've heard before. Mm-hmm. And it's just your subconscious playing with you. Your yeah. sub like instead of it creating new sounds, it focuses on recycling things you've heard. And that gets very that gets very tricky because now you have to be honest enough with yourself to not go and recreate somebody else's music. Because you can just hear it and you're like, yeah, it's somebody's song, but what if what if I just changed the pitch? Let me, what if I copy like an What if I just copied? Nobody, even if people know, what would they do to me? Yeah, what did so, they do to Longe Longe when he copied the Beatles? Uh, <laughs> exactly. A lot of artists mm-hmm. copy. But now it depends on how ingenious your copied version is. If it if it stands out, good for you, good for you. Like, thank God you had the idea. But most times the ideas are very bad. They're very generic. They're very like cliche ideas because they're just a sum of all those thought fragments that are wandering your subconscious. Yeah. Another artist might say there's nothing new hidden in the sun. If one chases anything, someone might have said it. Of course. So he has simply done what. Uh, the one we just, the artist Longe Longe that we just mm-hmm. pointed out did, he took the Beatles, let it be, and he sung it in the Dwala dialect, right? But the only problem was he used that as sound, so the melody. Mm-hmm. But if someone says there is nothing new hidden on the song, mm-hmm. as an artist, what you're simply doing is you're building on what previous artists had already. Um, but so the longer, the, 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 to me, the Longe Longe example, it's not actually, it's not very accurate because that aside, Longe Longe is extremely creative. Longe right. Longe is, to me, he's probably one of the best songwriters I've ever heard from Cameroon. Wow. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. Listen to his music. He, you hear good music. You hear, and you hear him. The first time I heard, um, come on, man. You cannot play yes, with that song. You yes. cannot. It takes, it, it takes heightened levels of consciousness to be able to pen that down. Not everybody does that. And in a generation, like three people are able to, to do that. Yeah, well, singing like yeah, history after longer, longer, how, after longer, longer, how many other Cameroonian artists can you quote 
who have been able to bring out an African peace that is that conscious. Guys, he walks on water. <laughs> exactly, it's a whole, it's a, it's a whole other ball game. Like you hear people on totally different spiritual frequencies. To me, that is a, that is that is a classic. Okay, that's a classic. Like the longer, longer than the pit. Those are people you should not play with. Obviously, yeah. You should not play with. I once traveled from Chang to Douala in the bus. The driver played only pit pay songs. None of them bought me. None. Yeah. And I am I not. Concur. I am not the. I am not the huge. Makosa fan. Yeah. But I was in the bus, I was like, ooh. Like, how can you have so many melodies in your head? At times I write the song, I write two verses, and when I have to get the hook, oh my goodness, my brain is empty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just keep this for now. But you hear him in a, it's a single song that sounds like it could have been eight different songs yeah. that he just merged. A lot of wisdom on every line. Every like. line. Well thought of, well enunciated. Like, come on, that, to me, that is just genius. I respect that a lot. I respect that a whole lot. And now, back to the process that you were mm-hmm. describing, mm-hmm. right? When you're done, let's say, writing it, do you have people who come and proofread and they're like, okay, good script or... You are the one who judges yeah. what script is good that, that, that is a scary part. <laughs> that is a very scary part because mm-hmm. you're actually letting people critique something you're not even sure of. So it's very... it's A, very, it, a lot of people will not have the courage to do that because n- not many people can f- take critique mm-hmm. and really... and like Just take critique and understand that no, there is no no harm in this like these people are just trying to hear me be better so that process is, is, is a very scary one for example like when you're launching an album yeah you're always like Ooh, wow these Cameroonians are going to devour me today because they're like mm. you drop an album and somebody will be like all these 11 songs are really bad mm-hmm. like they're bad I don't think there's an album that's uglier than this and you're in your house like wow <laughs> Like really? Why would you even say that? But it is what it is. So, of course, I have people. I have I have a lot of friends who hear my demos. I don't necessarily call them and say, "Hey, come and hear one one demo and tell me what you think." No. What I do is maybe if if we are in the car, I just play them mm-hmm. and I look at your face. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to hear what you, I'm. I'm just looking at your face. I'm just looking at looking at your, your body, body because when some when people are uncomfortable, you know, yeah. Like there's even this easy psychology trick. Yeah, if you're talking to somebody and the person is uncomfortable, just look at their feet. Yeah. If yeah. their feet are facing an opposite direction, you know they want to go. They want to leave. Yeah. So it's not interesting. Same as if you're playing a song for somebody and the person keeps bringing up conversations. No, they don't want to they hear not, this song. Yeah. Not it's not their thing. Mm-hmm. So I try doing that to like three or four people to sneakily get hints if the song is nice. And at the end of the day, you know exactly where to place your song on 10. If it's a 2, you know. If it's a 1, you know. Oh, do you do like Kanye where you have an album and you go out and you play a song like you... You keep on hyping this. Your, yeah, that is... You that, saw what he did with Donda. Of like, course. But now that, 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 that is marketing. Yeah. And it's a whole... That's a whole other level of marketing because like a stadium... Are you kidding me? Keep on changing the release date. Yeah, I do. But that's when you know people will people will still hear what you have to drop. So now you're just 
making the process even more intricate. Mm-hmm. You're now because Kanye West is not selling you just an album. He's not just trying to sell. Donda is not just an album. Donda is an experience. Donda is an, I think Donda was his mom's name. His mom's name, yeah. So Donda is a whole experience and it's a whole it's a process. Did you notice his costumes? Yeah, yeah, black, red. white. Go check the it, it means it means it means something. That is the experience that he's selling. The face mask. That is the experience. The colors. Check. That is the experience. It's a process. If you believe in spirituality, you check. You see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, talking I'm, of I'm, spirituality, I'm, you have <laughs> a lot of hot takes when it comes to religion. So people don't know where to put wow. you. Are you a Christian? <laughs> are you an atheist? Are you half half? I don't understand. Like I was talking to one of your. Number one fan, so I put it in that list of people I spoke to. Hi-ya. I don't know if you actually know him. He should be a nurse, doctor, uh, Ngong, Leia, Andy Jones. Yes, right. yes, I know him. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So the guy is like, if he could just have two artists that he listens to in the whole world, eh, he'll be with Lucky Jeep and he will be one she. I was oh, like, you put him at that level. He was like, yeah, I that, that, to that's a wonderful cocktail. <laughs> he first of all had four. I think we, we, should, we, should get, we, should, we should get this guy a t shirt or something. We you. should get this guy some merchandise. <laughs> it's very important. Like, this is. The guy, he mostly informed me about you because I was like, I need to know more of one she. So when I just asked the guy, do you listen to one she? He's like, I've been listening to one she ever since. Oh. I'm like, okay, what rank does he, what position does he hold in your top artist list? He was like, for now he has four that he can bring up. He said, Lucky Dupe, uh, the first guy, Bob Marley. Yeah. One share, then you're on holiday. I was like, okay, if you could just remove, let's see, there was that last person. I was like, well, to be honest, I can only keep two. The two will be lucky if I want share. I was like, really? It's like one share. You need to talk to this guy. If I if I did not have a speaking engagement, I would have been on the stage just to be looking at him like that because I'll, I admire this I'll guy. I'll probably keep Bob Mali and Young Holiday though. So anyway, yeah. I, 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 I understand. Me, me personally. <laughs> and you have a song with Young Holiday. Yeah, of course. I spoke to him this morning and he actually has a question for you. I think this is the best time for me to ask Oh him. my goodness. Young, Young Holiday. First of all, he said you're smart. Young Holiday is always asking very complicated questions. This one is a very simple one. He didn't want to complicate it. There's nothing simple about Young Holiday. <laughs> There's nothing I'm simple. Telling you. I'm telling you this. Telling you. Let's hear it. Young Holiday said, why have you disappeared from the music scene for a year now? Oh, that's pretty simple. I thought it was going to be like some like what do you think about the Anunnaki? Young holiday is crazy, but uh, I've not really disappeared. <laughs> I've not really disappeared because I think every 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 artist, every creative needs like a break mm-hmm. to rethink strategies, rethink ideas, and I think when I dropped the new music, I've been working on. I've been working. I did not disappear from the scene. Okay. I was just in the back end. Mm. I was in the back and I was working so I think when I start dropping the new music the new projects I've been working on people will understand that I've just been working because you cannot there's this process that you cannot fake you have to put in the work like my my, my business manager calls it Bambe mm-hmm. you have to do the Bambe have to do the bambay if you want to if you want to sell mangoes you have to travel to the bush market and see those mummies and say mommy see i want me now you the supply me every friday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a it's a thing I've, I've just been in the back end creating new partnerships um working on new music meeting new people getting new experiences because you have to live to be able to tell mm-hmm. you 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 have to travel you have to see yeah. people you have to live life to be able to 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 to, to communicate it communicate this 
through music. So I was living. It's your it's your music, right? When you live from the first album to what you have now. Mm-hmm. Let's take. We have been talking of Kanye West. Kanye West had, let's say, it was school dropout. Mm-hmm. He had late registration and graduation. He was following a team. Mm-hmm. Something having to do with university. Mm-hmm. Then at one point he had to break from that. He went to eight hundred and eight, mm-hmm. and from there he started just having things that are independent. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like yours is a sequel? You're continuing with the original theme, or from time from time to time, after album after album, you break from that theme and you come mm-hmm. up with something new. That is why you need to dissociate yourself with certain things to maybe think afresh because people will be like, okay, it's let's say I I feel like it's just part two of this. Mm-hmm. I wanted something new. Yeah, I think my entire career is just like baggage on a conveyor belt like there's this bag here there's this bag here there's mm-hmm. this bag here i'm opening this bag now i'm opening this bag now but it's all part of a moving process which is one and the same process because i don't have two messages i'm not i'm not preaching two gospels it's one and the same thing and it's my story everything i say is based on how i think mm-hmm. how i feel how i see things how i interpret things uh, how I like things, how I hate things. How it's always I, 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 I. Mm-hmm. So it's selfish. It's it's yeah, it's very selfish actually. But everything is just um, an arm okay. of of um, me as a person at that particular point. My life, it's just me being like, okay, I've not talked to you people in a year. Let me do this project of five songs and present it to you guys. This is what I've been going through for the, the, the for the the, the, yeah. the period where you've not heard me speak or drop any music. This is what has been happening. This is what will be happening, and this is what is happening now. So that is what I do. I just take um. It's just like exalted parenthesis of particular you go, events yeah, you go monk mode just, exactly mm-hmm. so, so like, okay this is what's up for now like this you will not hear from me for a while so enjoy this but i'm coming back with newer things let me go and live life yeah like, so that's just it it's just me giving constant reports okay. just me giving constant reports i go leave meet new people come back and now recently uh, i got some new partners we're going to be dropping announcements very soon. New partners, very weird partners too. So Is there any that you can name? Yeah, I probably shouldn't. I'm not. Try, right. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you All know, right. My, now you can. My, my manager is wild. <laughs> I saw the way he said no. <laughs> he was like in the background. He was like no. Don't. 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 <laughs> now, but we'll be getting a lot of announcements now. And what I can say is, we do have a partnership with Natural Blend. Okay. We have a partnership with Natural Blend. You'll be you you hear a lot about this we'll very soon too. It. But I think that's as, that's all I can leak for now. Um, my new partners, very weird people, very supportive, and just as crazy as I am. So I think they really embody the 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 business model I would like to present to the world. Like they <clears throat> they have the answers to the questions. I've been asking myself for mm-hmm. a while now. And mm-hmm. I think they're actually the main reason why I'm coming back. I'll be not like coming back, I don't even go anywhere. But I'm coming back into the music scene really with fast. a with a lot of energy. Like like what example can I even give? Like like some form of like and so guy mm-hmm. meets some form of 
European Viking tribe and together they merge, work on some things and the result you get is like ancestral magic. Great. That is that is what's up. <laughs> that is what's up. They they are weird in their way, but we understand each other and we have an experience to share. Okay. So that's what's up. So after this uh, brief musical break, we are going to be looking at you now as a person. Right? Okay. We are talking about you as the, the. We started with you, the man behind the brand, and you yeah. the brand. Mm-hmm. Now we are going to go at you now, the principles, the strategies, the tactics, those rapid fire questions. Yeah. Uh, maybe advice and why you decided to choose, why you choose music, and all of those other questions. Yeah. I just wanted us to listen to Chop Cheer. Okay. Uh, because you describe the whole process, so oh. people can actually listen to the final version yeah. and say, okay, this is what happens, and mm-hmm. this is how he did it. The sausage was being made. So that when you release your newer projects, yeah. you can already have an image of yeah, yeah. maybe how some of these songs will be made. <laughs> so I don't know if the song is ready, Mr. Fighters. Okay, he's still searching for it. Now, uh, music. There are, are you? Do you consider yourself, you said it's difficult for you to probably pin a name or a category to what you do. Because it's true, you might be, like we even said, people have many, uh, people put you in many categories. Yeah. Some people feel like you're a cultural kind of person. You're having a message that you're preaching. Some people look at you like a prophet, or that look look at you like a musician, or that look at you like a businessman or brand personality. So, but somehow what you do, you encapsulate it in music, and that is the voice you want to use to yeah. speak to the people. Now, what made you become a musician? Because you could actually send across all that message by standing in front of a pulpit, by maybe just talking like a motivational speaker. But you choose music. Mm-hmm. Why music? Well, in the beginning, I wanted to be, I just wanted to be a writer. Just I, a writer. I was more like a poet. I used to write, write a, a lot of poetry. Mm-hmm. So my idea was, okay, I'm going to write a lot of poetry if, um, I'm going to write a lot of poetry if anybody wants me to write maybe music for them. Uh, maybe I could see into that, but it was, being a rapper was not really a thing. I was more like a spoken word artist. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the goal. Like stand in front of the mic and say some pretty smart things, some pretty spiritual yeah. things. Mm-hmm. I know how spoken word artists are like, I stepped into the building. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so to me, that was the goal. But after a while, I realized that I was like a, a huge rap fan. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what if I could just con- convey, con- you know, like get this energy? I already, I already love writing. What if I could just make this musical? Mm-hmm. And that is how I chose rap. Okay. I could not sing. Was, you didn't, there was jazz, there was no, country sing. music, you chose I, I, rap. I, I could rap. <laughs> that, that's it. Like, I could rap. I could write, then I could rap. I could write, then I could rap. That, 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 that's yeah, it. and rapping does not care a lot about your voice. Maybe if you wanted to do R&B, they'll be like, oh, his voice yeah, is not that r- Rap actually does because you have to have a, a voice. People have to be able to listen to your rap and like it. Let's the, say, the message is normal. I think the, wait, the voice is important, very. but the message is more important. I think both are the, both are At the, the same, same level, level. The yes. voice, yes. Like yeah, okay, for, exa- for example, when when you're listening to a politician, mm-hmm. the first thing that gets your attention is the way they speak. It's not really what they're saying because you start processing what they're saying later. If you're passing. And the politician is speaking. You stop because you heard somebody like, um, ladies and gentlemen, today, what I am going to do for you is this. And you're like, oh, this guy sounds like he can do something for somebody. Mm. 
then you you start breaking down like but what was he even saying uh, oh he was oh roads trying to build roads what roads again before you start processing the message mm-hmm. you have to be attracted by something first even in R&B before you start listening to what the singer singer is talking about the voice has to be attractive i i think that's the case of R&B right it is with rap too now I, when i was thinking of rap i i let's look at all the top when you go to R&B, you can easily see the Taylor Swift, the Rihanna, and the rest. Mm-hmm. You have a feel when you get that soft voice. We're always like, when you hear a child you're like, oh, you have a good voice. Go yeah. into music. It's always R&B yeah, that yeah, comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can see a young guy just drew the voice. You're like, okay, go to rap. It's very difficult yeah, for it to... That, 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 that is true. But a rap voice is a thing. Now, okay, let's look at the top rappers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You maybe know more of these people than me. Mm-hmm. We see the Jay-Z, the Nas, yeah. the Rocky. Jay-Z is an excellent example. Jay-Z is an excellent example. Exactly. Great voice, yeah, right? Exactly. Kanye West. But when you look at this diversity of voices, you're like, actually, what is distinct is not a voice. Drake. You're like, Kendrick. The thing is, <laughs> it's the message. It, it, it's distinct. It, it's distinct, but it's very, it's very... Uh, like it's very relative to the artist to the rapper you're listening to like what made Buster Rhymes was his ability to come with with unrivaled energy like the way he would talk about the thing you're like whoa like so much strength mm-hmm. so much strength in the way in the way he speaks so every rapper has to have a way that they rap like this is not how I rap yeah now that I'm talking this is not how I rap. This is not a rap voice. Exactly. But when I want to rap, automatically something else will, will come up. It becomes a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. So every rapper has... Because rapping, you're trying to, to get people to listen to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So you have to say it in a particular way. And every rapper has a particular way that they say things. That gets attention. That gets attention. That is the rap thing. Okay. Uh, I, what strengths do you have that make you a great uh, uh, rapper when you think of, when you look at yourself and your peer groups, right? What distinguishes you from the rest? First of all, I, I don't think I'm like different from the rest. I just think... I don't my you're different my, or you're my, better. My, my music, I don't think so. <laughs> I absolutely do not think so. <laughs> I, 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 I just think... My my music sounds different because it should, because my experiences are different. Their experiences are different. What they want to talk about is different. Well, like the 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 knowledge they want to pass is different. Yeah. The knowledge they don't want to pass is different. So we are coming from two different backgrounds, and the only thing I can say is we all do. We all. We all do what we are. One Shay as a musician is just Shay as a person. With, There's with, no with distinction the between the person and the persona. One Shay is not a persona. No, One Shay, like... You get a distinction, right? and the other guy, yeah, there are two in, types in of between, people. Mm-hmm. There is no, there's, not a, there's no line in between. There is a gray area. Okay. And that gray area, you don't know what happens there. You don't know how much of you is actually your character. Like this new character you've created, you, at times we tend to forget just how much of your real self is in that. Okay. Because it's not an independent being. Your, the, the character you've created and your real self tap energy from the same source. So it's 
it's almost the same thing. But one is the one we see when we're in the living room or in the be- there's one that one that you yeah. know when you're in your bedroom and there's that one when you leave the house. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm the Curtis yeah. Jackson when I'm yeah. in my room. I'm 50 Cent when I'm out of yeah. of, of my home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the bully, but deep down my family members know I'm that gentle and mm-hmm. soft guy. So for you, it's the same. You're authentic. Wherever you find yourself, you're authentic. Though you might change the voice a little bit you, when yeah, you're in the you, studio. You might change the voice and the, the character you create has has more courage, has more more leeway yeah. to talk about a lot of things that your real self will not talk about that maybe you feel a little bit conflicted to talk about. But the character you create can talk about anything. And now what I'm actually trying to say is the area in between your yeah. real self and this character you've created, it's it's a gray area. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a line, like as soon you're not you're not let me use your example, you're not fifty cent outside. Mm-hmm. Then when you get to your house, as soon as you open the door and enter, you're like, Whew, Curtis Jackson. It's Jackson. it's not that automatic. You go back to in, go back into the house, some aspects of fifty cent linger into the house with you. That is because bottom line is 50 Cent and Curtis Jackson are the same people. So Sylvester Stallone should be dying at home, being Rambo, being a... a whole <laughs> like, he's just many people out there. So, and that is why actors have a character that sticks. Okay. Like a lot out of people... Of all, yes, a lot mm-hmm. of people know Sylvester Stallone as Rambo because he, the, he, he played that role to perfection. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that when... Embody when you embody it, Mm -hmm. and it's difficult for you to let go of that. You will forever be referred to as that person, and you start becoming that person. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's it's a gray area, and yeah, something we we should examine on an individual on an individual basis. On an individual basis. So, Mister Five Charles, I don't know if the song is ready. The chop cheer. I really want people to listen to it. it yeah. was described and I kind of like it. So I have something <laughs> for this song. I really want it to be played. There is something. One shade be the air, nobody the cuff here. I don't corrobo my hair. She down for bamboo chair. I be your man for fear. Red feather, couple white in a way. Yeah, no other boy be compared. Now me the key for one and that's all me the share. We know they bring the same air. The for Bali Kumba. Now me the chop is at while one of the chop na particulars. Rice they for pull up. I made line like a ruler. Now so uncle they for palace. The end that who am a ruler. Girl on the for shots. Dan corner Juju house. Mommy they for palace. I beg who na thunder that fufu fast. People don't be hungry, people don't be tough. They want to see if I be better, chief or I be chief or mock. People where they find clothes, make occasion, no find so. One shade it down, chief whip, bring with a wine so. Send a baby chop chair. All these palace boys, don't compare. One throne, one king, one heir. Before you start down 
walk around You know they hear no sound except as the solo yam We keep the devil free, then they wake you bad and cut Come on, don't full up, that's so we take like you man I'm all see me now I know I finished talking, run, come out Somebody man will run the fix on stick for him up uh. Make no man no come try for the hate me Sings with me royalty, ancestors elevate me As I be the duck kick, make a journey boss Time for give me the crown, now so I can lay boss Then he wear me that chain them, put me that ring them Talk and move my suit, then we shake hands like real men As I shit on for chair, he whisper for my ear You the king of camera rap, now you be the chop chair Send a baby chop chair Young Cities Radio FM 99.3 and this yes, sir. is your program The Untold. First of all, are you happy being here, sir? Very. Okay. Very. So I wanted us to we have been very selfish. It was just an interaction between you and I. I want to invite all the people participating on the program be it uh, near or far away. There are people who are reacting to it in Cameroon and those yeah. beyond. Right? So there are some questions that came in and the first is is Wanshe married? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. She is yeah. not yet married. But very soon. Very soon. <laughs> very soon. Uh, <laughs> now, when uh, while the the questions keep coming, I wanted to ask, uh, which instrument is your favorite to play and why? Mm, unfortunately, I don't actually play an instrument. But I'm, a, I'm like I'm like this. I geek hard on guitar. Okay, guitar. Yeah. Ooh, I'm a huge fan of anybody who plays guitar. You just need to be able to play a few chords. And I'm like, ooh. Genius. So you're a Richard Bona fan. What? Who isn't? <laughs> Who isn't? Who yeah. isn't? Oh, that's the ninja, bro. <laughs> Huge Richard Bona fan. Someone is saying, I don't have a question, mm-hmm. but I want to say, I want to say, I love you. You Ooh. inspire me. Thumbs up. Thank you. So, love you too. He loves you too. And describe your favorite and least favorite part about being a musician. It's a two-part my, question. Yeah, my favorite part. Uh, the process, as I mentioned, the process being being able to create something, then sitting, then just sitting down to see people enjoying it, mm-hmm. it, it gives you some satisfaction. Uh, 
the, 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 it gives you some satisfaction, like you feel accomplished. You're like, oh, I, I created some, I humbly created something, and somebody seems to think it's nice. Yeah. This is great. Uh, to me, to me, that's it. That's it. That is, that is the only real thing you can offer people, mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to feel happy about something. Wow, yeah, or to listen to something and just feel elated. To me, that's a huge blessing. When you're unfocused, right, and confused, because some there is a part when you sit to work, there's this writer that said uh, the difficulty about being a writer that yeah. writers have that wanna be writers don't know is the difficulty is not actually writing, it's sitting down to write. Yeah. Right. Do you dread that process? That's the first question. And the second is, do you have writer's block? Do you experience writer's block? First of all, like, the reason why this process is dreaded is because a lot of people don't like work. <laughs> and this process feels like work because, mm-hmm. especially creatives, yeah. we are not designed to sit down and work. We like thinking on our feet. So we're always, like, bouncing up and down. It's Anyway, me in particular, I like bouncing up and down. Like, I like thinking... When I'm on the bus, okay. When I'm moving from town to town, to me that is perfect because I am not in control of anything. I'm just sitting and doing nothing in particular. Then I think about a lot of music. I listen to new music, I listen to old music. To me, that is that is the ideal mm-hmm. creative uh, setting for me. The ideal creative setting for me. What's the second part of the question? Do you get writer's block? Of course. You do? Of course. You believe in writer's block? It happens. It does? Yes, because it depends. Like, if you're into creative writing, yeah. you are not creative 100% of the times. There are times that you just suck. Yeah, there are days like that. There are days that you're not anything. You just wake up and you're like, I want to write about uh, cheers. You know, like they have four legs, obviously. People sit on them, mm-hmm. and that's it. Nothing. But there are days you wake up and you're like, mm, "These four legs could represent this," and you get metaphors. And but there are some days that you're simply not creative. But you still write even when you're not. It's it's a very good practice because your brain picks up picks up uh, patterns. Yeah. And you wake up and you don't feel like writing. Write what you don't feel like writing. Yeah. Just write whatever is in your head. So you don't write because you don't wait until you're inspired to write. You just write every day, whether you're inspired or not. I, I actually don't write every day. I mostly write when I'm inspired. Now it depends on how. But you think about that writing every day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I I I am always running it. In my head in my head. I'm always like, okay, yeah do this what if i tried writing something what if like i'm always thinking of projects as a whole mm-hmm. i don't like thinking of individual songs mm-hmm. so i hardly think of i could do a song about this i'm always like i could do a project about this this concept then in the concept i could have songs that talk about this so now i, I say okay this project is the human body these are the arms these yeah. two songs will be the two arms. These two songs will be the two legs. Then the head will be the intro. Then maybe I'll have an outro or not. Or maybe the song, would, the con- maybe the project will start with an outro. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the project will have two songs. 
or maybe it would just be one song broken down into five. Or, so mm. now that now that becomes a thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I like looking at things for, from that uh, angle. Uh, okay, as a whole. As a whole. Now yes. you said you have some form of critical infrastructure. People will tell you this is not a good project. Yeah. Right. Now, has there been a time I had to? I want to like go back to that scenario. Has there been a time when you had something that you didn't believe in, and these guys were like, "This is going to be dope." Yes, like recently. <laughs> recently. Okay, so we're actually shooting. <laughs> oh my goodness, these guys are going to kill me. We're actually shooting. We finished shooting a video yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's a video of a, a song I did a couple of years back. I like moving on from things, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to. Uh, uh, creative work. I mm-hmm. like moving on from things. When I'm done with the project, I like moving on. Okay. So my team, they were like, "Dude, people have not listened to your music the way you think. We need to get people to listen to this. Mm-hmm. So we want to shoot a video for this song." I was like, "Wow, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why can't we shoot videos for the new songs?" They were like, "Bro, just trust us." Yeah. And I'm like, "Look, I trust you guys, but..." Is this really necessary? Mm-hmm. And they like, like, like they, they, they had to tell me that, bro, see, we know what we are doing. It's fine, trust us. I was like, okay. <laughs> but it's not like I did not want to do it, but I was like, uh, I was not seeing, I was not seeing, seeing it. But yeah. now that is the beauty of work, work working with, with people too. Mm-hmm. Because at times, you must not see everything. Mm-hmm. You're not that smart. There are some people who are seeing things that you're not seeing, and at times you have to align. You have to align and let people lead, lead the vision, vision, and you follow. And you can still get just as many props mm-hmm. from participating in the vision. You must not be the visionary. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. It was a. It was a very good. It was. A, it was. It's, it's a good experience. It's a good experience. Luckily, luckily for me, I work with. As I said, my, my people are very, very they, they, they're very crazy people. Mm-hmm. So I always know there is there's a uh, there's going to be a spin-off. I like when I like when things are not straight. I like when things just move progress. So my people are just that crazy. So anytime they're asking me to do something, I know that these guys are seeing something that I'm not seeing. <laughs> now I get curious because I want to see what they're yeah. seeing. So I have to just like guys, let's do this. How did you get to choose them? Are you did they come to you or you went to them? You spotted this person like this is the right person for my team. I don't even know. I think a lot of a lot of a lot of things came into play and we kind of gravitated towards each other okay. towards towards each other. And we just we just talked and there was there was a click. Like a a couple of people mm-hmm. had tried to get me to work with them but to me, it's a whole. It's an. It's an. It's energy exchange. It's energy exchange. So these guys, they just felt right. They just felt right. And I have. Is there anything that is lesser than zero? I have that thing regrets. <laughs> wow. I have zero regrets. Yeah, there was. It was all serene. There was a lot of serendipity in the whole process. It was not planned. Facts. And are you the type of person who plans like? Five years from now, this is where I'm going to be, or you just leave the day as I'm it comes. A, I'm actually like a terrible planner. <laughs> now that you now that now that you mentioned mentioned it, I was, mm-hmm. I was I was reprimanded yesterday because I don't plan properly. Yeah, so you're telling <laughs> the planning somehow. Yes, and yesterday I I I failed I failed I failed on something and I got reprimanded. So I'm I'm a terrible planner. Okay. I'm a terrible planner, but but 
I, I, I just move. If you need me to move, tell me I'll move. If you say I need you to be in five towns in three days, I'll be like, hey, let's go. Great. I can move. But at times I tend, I tend to forget things and I tend to ignore, not intentionally, obviously, but I, I just tend to skip over some things that should not be skipped over. And yeah. Who is your ideal musician uh, to collaborate with? Ooh. And why? That is that. Damn, that's, that, that, that's a difficult question. Like I don't know, but as I mentioned, it's an energy thing for me. I always just want to collaborate with people who are doing their own thing and doing it well, based on their standards. Okay. Not on anybody else's standards. Yeah. I like seeing somebody who has created their thing and their putting in the work to make that thing be anything. Let's, let's, let's just see. Let's narrow it down a little bit in Cameroon. Then who would, that, who would be that person? Our urban scene right now, there are so many, there are so many people doing great work. Great work. Like when it comes, when it comes, when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, I would like to collaborate not just with musicians, but with, with, I love the way you're avoiding that question. No, I'm not avoiding it. I'm not really avoiding it because to me it it always it always depends on the song. Okay. Like when I'm working on the song, I get the, I, I always get a feeling like this is I want this person on this song. Mm-hmm. I always get the feeling that this kind of song will be so great if I could get this person. So okay. it's not like I sit beforehand and I plan that I want to feature with these people. Okay. But if that were to be the case. I would like to, as I said, I would like to feature with anybody who has their own thing happen. Mike Monster, when it comes to rappers. Is not of course, why not? Who yeah. won't, who yeah, not? Because you had already mentioned it. Yeah, this is Petit I'm, 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 I'm a Petit Pei stan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge Petit Pei, I'm a huge Petit Pei fan. Like, I just need to feel that you have your vision. Okay. And I feel blessed to be able to partake in your vision. Because we, at the end of at the end of the day, we don't even know the vision that finally becomes anything. Mm-hmm. We're just experimenting on stuff. So I just feel blessed that I actually have something to offer mm-hmm. to an extent where somebody would deem it, they would, they would, they would sit down and be like, oh, "I want one." See, like recently, yeah. I was on Mr. Leo's album. Mm-hmm. To me, that was a high. That's a wow. high. That's a highlight to me. Wow. That's a highlight. I was on track track seven of, of his album. That that's a highlight for me. Because I was sitting minding my business, and and he, he he got to me. It's like I'm working on my album. I have a song. I want you to work on a song. And I was like, look, say less. <laughs> I'm operating. Hey, so to, that's it. Have you ever been starstruck? Have I actually been? I don't know. I I don't think I've I've met a lot of. Like major stars. Maybe when you meet the president, you get like, get star trouble. Uh, who knows, bro? <laughs> who knows? The, who, who knows? It has to be an automatic thing. I cannot fake it. You can't fake it. And he's celebrating. Fake it. it, it, it like you can't fake to be under anointing. <laughs> Obviously, when the day comes, you shall when the day see. when the day comes, it will happen. Yes. And now, what is the best piece of advice another musician ever gave you? Mm, they did not really give it to me, but. I sort of I sort of learned it from them. Mm-hmm. I said, don't be afraid of criticism and make sure you, you are your number one critic. 
because the 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 artists that I look up mm-hmm. to when you watch them on when you hear them talk on interviews, they are always talking of talking on the getting better process. They are always yeah. trying to get better. They are always like, yeah, there's this song I did, but I wish I had done it differently. Now I would have done it differently. I would have added this here. This so it's an evolving process. So I just learn from artists who believe in that evolution process. Okay. So I don't really need them to tell me to evolve, but I see them evolving. Implicitly, you get the And advice. I'm like, mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. I want to be this. There are a lot, lot of them. Who was your first music teacher and what lessons did you learn from them that you still use today? Your music teacher? Uh, I do not have like your your classic music teacher, but I did have somebody who told me, don't want to say, have you thought of music? There was this, there there was this, there was this dude when I was in, when I was in secondary school, I think I was in form two or something. He Mm -hmm. was, he was in, he was in opposite. He was an, He's a graphic designer today. Mm-hmm. He used to rap. That's the first person I heard rapping in in in, 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 his, in, in his language. I think I think he was from Noni. Mm-hmm. I think this guy we used to call him Billy Dash, but his okay. his real name is uh, I think Toban Emmanuel. So he was the first one, and he was the guy. He he wrote my first rap. Wow. He, he wrote my first. He, he, he goes rappers. Yes, I was behind from one. I was behind from no from one year from one block writing rubbish and just mumbling. And he came. And he was like, "Oh, you like rap?" I was like, "Yeah, kinda." He was like, "Okay, I'm going to. I'm doing a song of mine uh, on bilingualism day. We'll perform the song. I'm going to write your verse for you." And it was a song about AIDS. Okay. AIDS. So <laughs> the song was actually called Conspavirus, mm. which I think it was short form of, of like. Uh, Conspicuous virus or something, dude was, <laughs> dude was all all in with the words like yeah. like that's it. Like, I think the, the first two lines were like, how can I ever forget the conspiracy virus? This is how we do love. Don't love me because life is not the one that oh. play glamorous. This is how we turn dreams into reality. Eight ravaging processes like a cannibalism. I think those are the. Do, you remember, do yeah. you remember all the lines? I think music? a few. I hardly remember things. I don't even know how I remember oh. this, but those were the lines. Those were the lines. And today he's like a graphic designer. He's in Bamenda, and that is the person who actually. Okay. Actually, made me consider rap full time. And what was the lesson you learned from him that you still apply today? First of all, he trusted me without hearing me do anything at all, mm. because I was not doing anything. I was mumbling. I was doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like, do you like rap? What if I taught you how to rap? And I was like, okay, I'm going to write something for you. Like that was him. He handed me something, and to me now I realize that. And weird enough, our whole business model is based on this. Mm-hmm. Giving back, providing yeah. opportunities. Let nobody shine alone. If at all there's some shine that will happen, but let nobody shine alone. It has to be a, th- it has to be a movement of the tribe. Like any move you make, it has to be a tribe taking a step forward, not just one person. My, the producer is indicating that some people sent in some voices. It didn't just limit it. Uh, it wasn't just limited to comments. So yeah. people actually sent some voices. Uh-oh. So he wants to play a few. I don't know. Oh. If there are questions that you might have to answer. You guys really want to get to to one shade. Yeah. So I don't know. Five chats. Is there anyone you can play? Any, if anyone is ready, you can play it for one shade to answer.
Hello, good day, good day, bro. How is the day? I hope you people are doing fine. Hey, I'm so happy to talk to you people. Well, how is Wanshi? Hey, my bro Wanshi, how are you? It's been long, it's been long, it's been long, bro. Hey, Leslie, my brother. Uh, my two brothers have met today. Well, talking about Wanshi, he has he, he had been a motivation to us. That is uh, when we were still in our secondary school days. He used to sing. We thought it was just a joke, but I can see him realizing his dreams. I'm so happy. I'm always listening to Wanshi. I'm so happy, and uh, I did. I, I I really need to promote him. I really need to promote him. Wow. No, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Every time he was always teaching us how to dance. We used to go for socials. At times, he knows all, even karate and uh, gymnastic. He was doing it. No, bro. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy, bro. I'm so happy. No, you are a great man. I caught you, Cafe Papa. Yeah. I love Manche's songs so much. He sings with a lot of courage. He sings with so much uh, energy. I love everything he says. And especially for the fact that he has a mixture of languages. He has the English, French, and the mother tongue. And I love the song Anzirifa so, so much. And for the fact that I watched him grow up and saw everything he went through and I'm seeing what he is now, I'm proud of him. If you had a message to give your fans, what would it be? I want him to answer progressively right. The mm. first guy, do yeah. you recognize that voice? I actually don't, but this seems like somebody who knows me because I, 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 who... I actually do know the person. Oh, really? It's uh, Dini Bertus. Dini Bertus. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a friend of mine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, thank God he mentioned it because I've been trying to tell my manager that I used to do gymnastics and he was arguing. Oh, okay. This I is hope true. you hear that now. Wow. Like, I have haters everywhere. Like, pff, I used to I used to I used to I used to be into a lot of things um basketball uh, gymnastics martial arts music mm-hmm. I used to be kind of an all-round guy and Ben Bertus is my guy. He's your guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a nurse now, I think. He's a bank manager. He's a bank. No, no, yes. Dini Bertus. I was confused. I know Dini. He was working in Oko a while back. I know yes, Dini Bertus. Yes, yes. I know him. I see. I see. Cool. Cool. So yeah, like he used to work at Express. You know. Express. Yeah. He still works there, but now in the Bafusan branch. I see. So when he saw it on my stadium, he was like. He has to talk to you. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's 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 my guy. That's my guy. Nice. The second one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know. Was there a question? They wasn't sure. Just no, like pressing. No, there, there was no, there was no question. But then the third one, if you can play it back, the third one was like, if you had a message you could give, you could give you to your fans. What would that message be? Mm. Would I? Would even be a message? It would probably be okay. There's this thing we, we, my team and I, we have this code word. It's called Jadia, which mm. means um, come rain, come sun, it's all good. Mm. That is that is how that is just how we that is just how we work. Okay. Like come rain, come sun, it's all good. Like um life is not that serious. Have fun, learn, build relationships, be happy, and come rain, come sun, it's all good. 
that is what I can say because I can't really give professional advice in any field because I'm an amateur in everything I do. Mm-hmm. I do it out of love and before, uh, like getting having people appreciate me is a bonus. It's a bonus because this is you doing something that you really love doing. Even if people don't appreciate you, you will still do it. Mm-hmm. And the bonus is people appreciate you doing it. So, yeah. come on, this is like people pay you to do something you would have done even without payment. And and that's the benefit of bro. Stardom. This is this is this is this is the life. <laughs> this is the life. This is the life. This is this is nice. What's your process for dealing with performance anxiety? Sometimes you have to perform. How do you deal with that anxiety pre-performance? I I thought I I, I thought like you outgrow it. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. You don't. Like <laughs> anytime I have to perform, it's it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but but now I just repeat over and over in my head that this is what you do. When you write music in the studio and you step out to perform it for people, people need to be able to feel what you are feeling when you are creating this. So I'm in my mind, I'm just like, look, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. You came here to give a performance, to share this music with these people. So do it. So you give everything. Yeah, and when you step out to the way vulnerable, the, the way people react to you to it, it, it helps mm-hmm. because if you step out and they say, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one Shay," and everybody's like, automatically in your head, you're like, Ooh, "What am I supposed to do for these people to even be happy?" But if they introduce you and you step out, and everybody's already like, "Whoa!" You just extend that energy, just tap into the energy, mm-hmm. consolidate it, then you. But when you step out and nobody's doing anything, you have to make them want to follow up. So now it just depends on what you do. Mm-hmm. If you're a rapper, you hold your mic, you can talk to you can talk to people maybe about your vision, or you hold it and you display your skills. Okay. Because that's where rap started. Just hold the mic and just drop. And people are going to be like, oh, this guy has skills. Let's listen to him. And they shout, you just tap into that. But you need people, especially as a rapper, you need people to be hyped up. Now, what what is more important? First impressions or last impressions? This is something that has been debated in the world of psychology, in real world itself. Uh, now, given your experience, do you think when you look at both, and I don't want you to answer both. As mm. already no, mentioned. I won't. I won't. Okay. I, I, I learned that the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so what is more, for you, what is more more important? First impressions or last impressions? Like, first impression and a lasting impression. Okay, if it starts well, it's if definitely it starts going to well, well, it's going to be a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. Because what people feel as soon as you get on stage, you cannot fake it. Okay. They cannot fake it. If you step on stage and people immediately say, Ooh, this is somebody that we want to we want to we want to get in sync with. This it goes nowhere because it becomes a thing to them. It becomes very tangible to them. Like you have created an emo you have created an emotion and deposited it in them. Mm-hmm. So to me the first impression is always that's the impression. I could say something about the last impression too because at times there are some performances that pick up quite slowly. Yeah. Like you get into a new environment and 
people don't know you and they still don't know why you think they should vibe to you. They don't know you. Who are you? What do you even do? So they are just like, okay, impress us. Yeah. Impress us. Hurry up. At the beginning, they are like, yeah, he, he, he kind of has the skills figured out. Uh, kind of has the the creative part figured out. He's quite inspired. We like this guy. But to me, it's still the first impression because that is the first time that they are making up their mind where to place me. So first impressions for me. <coughs> And I, I remember when you think of what psychologists have to say about it, they always talk of, uh, do you know Daniel Kahneman? I heard about him, don't okay. know a lot. He has this research on uh, peak endings. Mm-hmm. And he was like, sometimes we have something for peak endings. If something even started poorly or started, okay, we have, <coughs> there's memory. Mm-hmm. Memory is that part of your brain that is examining things at every phase. Your year on the studio, you came, your your entry was good, everything mm. was good. Mm. But imagine towards the end, we maybe throw water on you or we throw juice and then we insult you. Mm-hmm. Now, when you leave and you think back of your moment here, what you're going to, your memory is going to maybe, let's say, shatter the whole picture and it's going to be like, okay, it was bad yeah. because of the peak ending. That is true. Sometimes you go for events and <clears> the <throat> first two days were great, but that final day or you're watching a movie yeah. and at the end is, they, they see these scratches, you're like, mm-hmm. terrible movie. Yeah. Not because the whole experience was bad, but because the memory of the experience was bad. Now, what these guys were saying is, if you're into music or whatever, your ending should be sometimes even more important because Agreed. the peak ending, what the guys will remember will be that lasting, mm-hmm. how they felt at the end of the whole process. You used the right word, lasting. The last thing. Like, if your first impression, if you come out on stage with the right energy, what you have to do now is maintain it. Yes. So I, I felt like it's both. I told you, don't choose one, but it's both. If yeah. it starts well and it ends well, you're on the right track. Of the course. middle is what you can double. Of course. Now, uh, what is the impact you want to have in the world? That's our final question. In the impact I want to have in the world, like, I won't say I, but we it to me the idea of one she is the idea of one she has the idea of one she has never been me it has always been me just speaking for people who who want to channel their ideas through somebody else mm-hmm. so and we that's me my team we believe that we are uh, at the forefront of a, sc- a school of thought, a, mm-hmm. a tribe. Okay. It's, a, it's a tribal movement. And when I say tribe, it's not necessarily like a very particular, like some geographical location. It's, it's, it's more of people who think alike. And what we, what, what we, are, what we are talking about, we're talking innovation, we're talking inspiration-wise, creative-wise, relationship-wise. Like, we just want to create a new movement of people who want to see good things happen, who want to leave a positive impact. And I am actually begging right now to anybody who's listening, if you feel like whatever we are trying to create reflects something that is in you, feel free to contact us directly like we are we are what we are trying to start up is a movement it's a movement we 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 need people to come forth and let's move let's move let's let's actually 
show the world that Africa is not just some mysterious continent. Like we can actually create things from scratch, impactful things from scratch and make them happen. There are people in this room who are professionals in all sorts of things. But if you feel like you have something you wish to say, let's create this platform together. Let's let's build an audience together. You come with your five people, I come with my five people, come with your five people. Let's create an audience, and then get speak to the to 1000 true fans. Exactly. That is that is that is the goal. Mr. Fanche, we actually wanted to go on, but uh, <laughs> we just ran out of time. So yeah. It was actually a pleasure for us to have you on the whole Thank talk. you so much for We hope me. we had a good pick ending. Yeah, I think so. All right. I think so. The last question was good. It was good, right? That was nice. <laughs> so we invite, we hope anytime, anytime there's anything, contact us and we'll be glad to have you of on the podcast course. again. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy that you invited me. Are there any persons you want to greet? Maybe your manager and the people you brought? Of course. Special shout out to my manager. He's somewhere hiding in the background. Abani Marvin. I came with the CEO of Natural Blend to Clotida. Okay. She's like my petit sir. All right. I, I love her. She she's, 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 she's stubborn, but I love her. <laughs> well, well. Uh, special shout out to my team. My team. My record label is called Dark Continent. Special shout out. Oh, I should have talked about this earlier. Dark Continent. Special Powerful thanks name. to all uh, the Tatum people. And I and I'm Facts. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't Are want you kidding? To oh, my goodness. <laughs> from, from, from which area? How do they call the area again? I don't even know. Close to that. Where does it come from? Mission Quarter. Mission Quarter. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh so my goodness. Was, That's nice. It was actually great having you. Uh. That's nice. Thanks a lot for having me, bro. We I wish you well. Oh, special shout out to uh, Albert Banda, uh, Felicia. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, everybody, everybody that is uh, in that loves your music and that has yeah. commented on Facebook, yeah, all of them were greeting and them. Everybody who sent a message, oh my goodness, I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. Cities Radio is glad to have had you, and we invite you to come back same time next week for another untold experience. Yes, Thank sir. you very much for listening, and see you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.